I'd like to ask you to take your Bibles with me this evening to the book of Isaiah in chapter number 62. Isaiah chapter number 62. And we will take our scripture reading from the first seven verses here this evening. Isaiah 62, very thankful for the opportunity to speak and uh, thankful uh, for Pastor Moreland's uh, faithful preaching of the Word week after week. And uh, I know that you guys are too. And um, But it is a, it's an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to, to speak and um, that, that uh, Pastor would be willing to allow me to, to speak this evening. And so um, just read these, these first seven verses and and then we'll pray and then just share a few thoughts this evening uh, from this passage of Scripture. Isaiah 62, starting in verse number 1. Isaiah the prophet writes, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hephzibah. And thy land, Beulah, for the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, Keep not silence and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. I'd like to draw your attention this evening very specifically to those words in verse number six. I have set watchmen upon thy walls. And with the, the Lord's help this evening, we will look at this passage. Let's pray. Lord, I ask this evening for Thy focus. Lord, I pray and ask that Thou to remove distractions this evening. Lord, I pray and ask that Thou to calm the hearts of man and of women in this, in this tent this evening. Lord, and that Thou would speak to us. We know that no doubt there are many distractions and, and many thoughts racing through the minds uh, of the listeners this evening, Lord, and even in my own mind and heart, that distractions come and flow, Lord. I ask that Thou it's just help us to focus in on Thy Word this evening, Lord. Help us to focus on what Thou it's have for us, Lord. And we do pray and ask that Thy Word would speak, Lord, that Thou it's speak to us, Lord, that we would find delight in Thy Word. And Lord, that it, it truly would be honey to us, Lord, that it would be sweet. Lord, and that it would be satisfying and that it would ex exalt Thee, Lord, that Thy Word 
would truly give thee thy rightful place and that we would recognize it as we read and as we study this evening, Lord. Please remove distractions. Please calm our hearts, Lord. I pray that this time would not be a time of jesting. Lord, that for those who think this is a time to play and to goof about, Lord, that thou wouldst draw their attention to thee this evening, right now, I pray. Including myself. In Jesus Christ's name, Amen. Amen. Now you guys are very familiar, no doubt, with the prophet Isaiah. You're very familiar with uh, his message and, and the time and history that the Lord had had brought him up and, and given him a, a, a very serious position with a very serious job uh, to prophesy, thus saith the Lord. And as we look at this passage this evening, though, we see, I believe that the Lord is prophesying, no doubt, of, of the, the restoration, if you will, of Jerusalem after after captivity and after the children of Israel Judah had been destroyed Jerusalem had been destroyed and and taken into captivity we see here really it seems to be a a a restoration and and we read about this in the books of Nehemiah and of of Ezra and how uh, the Lord had had sent a man by the name of Cyrus who would who would become the ruler of the nation there of, of Babylon and really it would become Persia and he would, he would uh, eventually send the children of Israel back to their homeland. And, and this is really what I believe Isaiah 62 is, is speaking of. But I draw your attention very specifically to verse, verses number six and verses number seven. And, and I want to ask you this evening to examine yourself. I want, I want you to take the Word of God this evening and, and to try it against your own life and to ask yourself, how do you measure up? Now, I don't want you to ask you to measure yourself against my life, to measure yourself against Pastor Moreland's life um, or, or any other man's life, but against the Word of God and against what God has described for us here. And we see in verse number 6 these, this, this special position, this role described of the watchman. And uh, I want to say, you know, often when we, when we speak of watchmen, and no doubt I believe it's true that often the Scriptures is referring to the minister, uh, to, 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 the, to, the, to the man who, who, who stands up and, and proclaims the Word of God. But I believe as we look at this passage and uh, as we look throughout the Scriptures that the, the position of the watchman is, is not only primarily applicable to the minister, but I believe that it is applicable to every believer tonight. And uh, if you call yourself a Christian and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, then, then if this, this passage, I believe, does apply to you. That the Lord has given you a position on the wall to watch. And that the Lord has given you a, a, a place to serve Him. Now, your place and your position might differ from, from Pastor Moreland's or for somebody else's in the church. No doubt that every single one of us have been given different places to, to live and to serve and places where we work, places where we go to school that are different. But no doubt the Lord has given you a place. He's given you a post. He's given you a position this evening to serve. And so I want to ask this simple question. Where are the watchmen? If the Lord has given us this position and the Lord has given us this post, where are they? Where are you? Are you fulfilling? Are you, 
Are you satisfying the position that you have been given by God Almighty to watch? And uh, I think it's very, very challenging when you, when you read the book of Nehemiah, you see there that the priests were building. They were building and they were ready to do their job that the, the Lord had given them. But you also notice as you read in Nehemiah chapter 3 that there were many other people there who weren't priests, who weren't prophets, but they were serving. They were building. The, the, the Scriptures tell us in Nehemiah that they had a sword in one hand and a hammer in the other. They were, uh, as, as it's been said a uh, hundred times over, they were building and battling. And that is our role this evening. That is our position. And so I think as we, as we read the Great Commission and we consider what God has given to us as the church of Jesus Christ, He's given us this responsibility uh, to evangelize the lost. It's not given just to the pastor. It's not given just to the missionary. It's not given just to the, the full-time minister. It is given to the church. And so I ask, where are the watchmen? Are you standing in your post? Are you minding your gap? Are you covering your position? Will you step up tonight? Will you pull your weight? Where are the watchmen? But we've got to ask the question this evening, what is a watchman? Okay, Seth, it's good, it's keen, it's good, it's, it's, it's a, a good call to say we're to be watchmen, but what is that? What is our job? What is our, uh, our pur- purpose really as a watchman? What is our position? What is our passion? What ought we to be? And so let's look at it this evening, taking it very specifically from the Word of God the watchman's, first of all, the watchman's purpose. What is, what is our purpose? If we are going to be watchmen, watch women who have a position, who have a job, what is our p- purpose? What is a watchman? What does he or she do? I think it can be summed up in three words. To watch, to warn, and to war. To watch, to warn, and to war. Look with me in Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 9, the Scriptures say, Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God, and notice this, and set a watch against them day and night because of them. We set a watch. Matthew 26, verse 41. Matthew 26, verse 41. The, the Word of God Reads, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mark chapter number 13, verse number 33. Verse 32, But of the day and the hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son of Man, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is for the Son of Man is, is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Verse 35, Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, Watch. Watch. 
The call tonight is to watch. To wake up. To look. To, to be aware. To be alert. To be ready. To watch. See, the, the truth is, is many Christians are not watching. Many believers are not aware. And, and you look at our world today and, and there are crazy things happening. There are definitely signs of the times, if you will. And we know that the, the return of the Lord is nearer now than it ever has been. But I wonder, are you aware to it? Are you watching? Are you alert? Are you attentive? Matthew 24, verse 42 says, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour the Lord doth come. Verse 46 says this, Blessed is the servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. I wonder, are you a watchman? Are you taking your post? Are you aware? Are you alert? Are you awake this evening to the reality that you have a position and a post to fill? Are you a watchman? This is the purpose to watch, to warn, and to war. See, I think the reality is, is if we, if we look at Christianity and we look at men and, and women who call themselves believers this evening, I think that many across this world would be described as, as the book of Hebrews describes us there. Hebrews chapter number five. Verse number 11, the scripture says, of whom we have many things to say. And hard to be uttered, seeing your dull of hearing. See, see what the, the author of Hebrews was saying is he wanted to speak to these people, but the problem was they were dull of hearing. In other words, they, they were struggling to hear the message. They were, uh, 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 you could say, a bit lazy in their listening. For when the time ye ought to be teachers... Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even to those who by reason of use have their sense exercised to discern both good and evil. I wonder tonight, as you sit here, as you listen, I wonder, are you ready? Are you watching? Are you alert? Or are you still dull of hearing? Are you still uh, a bit, maybe we, we would say thick? The, see, the Scripture says here, the time had come when you should have been teaching. When you should have been leading. You should have been at your post watching and, and laboring and ready and alert, warning people and ready to war. You should have been leading the charge. You should have been a teacher. But instead it says you are still in need that one teach you. I don't know where you stand. And again, I ask you to examine yourself and, and I will examine myself this evening. But the, the truth is, is I, I fear that many in this world, many Christians in this world today are not growing in their faith. They are not even stepping up to the post that the Lord has called them. They are not standing forth ready to watch and to labor. Still in great need that somebody would watch after their own soul. Ye ought to be teachers. Ye have need 
that one teach you again. I think this is, we talk about this discipleship and and the reality is I think that as we begin to dive and to delve into this, this discipleship program amidst our church, we find that many of us are actually the ones in need still of discipling. That we, we are to be discipling somebody else, but I still need and we still need somebody to bring us along. We need to stand forward. We need to step up. The watchman, the Christian is awake and is aware to what is going on and is ready to warn, ready to go to battle. I think of, of one Peter. And you read of, of that uh, passage in 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Many of you probably have it memorized. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I wonder, are you sober? Are you vigilant? Are you aware? Are you alert? Are you watching? Wake up. Ephesians 6, the Scriptures tell us to stand therefore. There's a spiritual battle. There's a, a spiritual war going on. It's raging about us. Are you aware to it? Or are you still sleeping? This is the, the position of the watchman. To, to the purpose of the watchman is to stand and to watch, to be aware and to be ready to lead in these things. I wonder, do you fulfill that purpose? Are you, are you truly ready to watch? Are you aware to what is going on? Are you ready? Are you awake? This is not the time to sleep. This is not the time to get comfortable. This is, this is not the time to, to en- enjoy the, the pleasures of this world. This is the time to watch. The watchman's purpose. Secondly, I want you to notice the watchman's position. What's the verse say there? Verse number 6, it says this, I have set watchmen. See, the watchman's position is the one that the Lord has put you in. See, the the Lord has put you in the right position. And He has placed some of you in in a position at at a job, some of you at a position at school, some of you as a position as a full-time minister, and some of you at a a position somewhere else. The Lord has, has put you there. He has set you there. And He has given you a part of the wall, if you will, to watch. He's given you a piece of, of property, a piece of land that you are in charge of, a gap that you are, are to fill. It's like a, on a football pitch. If, if each position has been given, and there are the strikers, and there are the defenders, and if those positions swap and miss, or they all go to strike, they all want to score, then, then the field is offset. Things are, are uneasy, and things aren't covered. There are positions that are empty, and and it, it, it puts a weakness on the wall. I wonder, are you fulfilling your position? Are you watching? Are you ready? Are you standing where God has put you? In your position. Teachers, warehouse workers, builders, administrators. Different locations, different abilities. For a different position. Are you watching? It's like the, the military. There's different branches. There's the, there's the, those who watch the air and those who watch the sea and those who watch the ground, those who go in first and those who cover the, the tail. The Lord has given you a position and it says, I have set. The Lord has given you a place to watch. He's given you a part of the wall to guard. 
He's given you a place. I wonder, are you the watchman in your position? Where are the watchmen? I, I love how it says that the, the Scriptures say, I have said. The Lord has said. You don't, you don't pick your position. You don't pick what you're going to do for the Lord. The Lord, is, the Lord has already ordained that and He has chosen you and He has, he has called you and purposed you for this. I think of uh, how, how the, the Lord Jesus Himself with His disciples said this. He said, follow Me and I will make you fishers of men. See, in the Christian life, there are no self-made watchmen. There are no self-appointed watchmen. Oh, this is the, the role that I will... Can I say this? There's no deacon-appointed watchmen. The Lord ordains these things. The Lord guides. Now, no doubt the Lord leads deacons and the Lord leads pastors and the Lord leads the, the leadership of the church in these things. But the Scriptures say, I have set. The Lord ordains these things. I wonder, are you fulfilling the role that the Lord has set you in? Where are the watchmen? I have set watchmen upon thy walls. It's, it's at the ready position, not in the break room, not, not distracted by the pleasures of this world, but on the walls, ready to watch, ready to warn, ready, ready to war. I wonder, are you fulfilling your position? Where are the watchmen? The watchman's purpose, the watchman's position, but really this is, this is the crux of it. The watchman's passion. Verse number six says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem. And notice this, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. The first thing that the watchman that you and I as Christians, that you and I who, who say we have pen, passed from death unto life, we've, we've been changed, we've been part of, we've been added to the, the family of God, we've been adopted, we're joint heirs with Jesus. The first thing that you and I ought to be passionate about is not the next football match. It's not the, the, the next political movement. It's not the, the, the extinction rebellion. It's not the, the movements with all that's going on with our world right now. That's not the most thing we ought to be passionate about. The very first thing that you and I ought to be passionate about is right here. And it is this, to speak of the Lord. Notice what it says, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Can I tell you one of the great problems in this world is Christians have been silent long enough. We've held our peace. We've stayed quiet. We have, we have let the government make decisions and lead. We've, we've let the, the, the different agendas of this world, of the different religions to, to speak boldly and loudly. We've allowed them to do all these things. And all the meanwhile, we've held our peace. And I tell you, that ought not be our passion. We ought not willingly step aside and, and let the corruption and the filth of this world step in. We ought to learn to stand forth and to watch. We've been given a position. We've been given a place to, to, to guard and to keep and to, to battle from. 
The scriptures say, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. There's no time to sleep. There's no time to rest. It is time to open our mouths and to proclaim the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How, uh, you know what? It, it ought to be true that we are getting fired from our jobs because we're annoying the people we work with with the gospel of Jesus Christ. If there be any reason why we are asked to leave the petrol garage, if there's any reason why we are asked to leave the grocery store, if there's any reason that we are asked to move along in the streets, it ought to be because we will not hold our peace about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where are the watchmen? Where are we? As our world seems to be wandering off into, into a dark abyss, wandering towards Satan's devices, seeming to, to charge into hell's gates. The, the world is so excited about it. Where are we to guard people and say, stop? The Broadway leadeth to destruction. Where are we to warn people that, that judgment is coming? That the Lord is coming again and that if they are not right with, with God, that their destiny is, is not good. Where are the watchmen who will say, I will not hold my peace. I will not keep silent. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. I wonder, do you make mention of the Lord? We need to learn to speak about the Lord without ceasing, without stopping. We need to learn to make the, the things of God the first thing off of our lips. When I was in Nepal, they, they used to say one to another, the Christians, they would say, Jamesee. That's how they greeted one another. And Jamesee means this, praise to the Messiah. The very first thing they said when they greeted one another was praise the Lord. What a thought. What if the first things that were off of our lips in the morning were, were, were the praises of God? What if the first thing that we said when we greeted one another was to thank God for what He had done? What if the first thing when we saw lost people was to say, you know what? You need a Savior. I stand with my own fingers pointed at me, not you this evening, because I know I fail. Will you speak about the Lord? Keep not silence. This was, this was the, the truth of, of, of the, uh, the, I guess we could call him the deacon. I don't really know exactly what he was, but in Acts chapter 6, we see him selected a man by the name of Stephen. He didn't keep silent. He preached. And he preached hard. And he preached boldly. And guess what? The people didn't like it. And so they began to, to try to calm him down. But as they tried to calm him down, he got more and more and more excited. And guess what? Eventually the Scriptures say that they stopped their ears. Why? Because he would not keep silent. They could not stop his lips, so they had to stop their ears. That ought to be the people around us. They should not stop our lips that they had to stop their own ears. Think of that. Eventually, you know what? They decided that they were going to take it into their own hands. They couldn't stop his lips, so they picked up stones and they stoned him to death. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. He would not hold his peace. What about 
Jeremiah. You read the book of Jeremiah and you see him as the weeping prophet. A prophet who, who wasn't this bold and manly, uh, proclaiming kind of guy, but he was, he was quite a gentleman. He was very, uh, very, very sensitive and often we, we describe him as the weeping prophet because he was, he was heartbroken for the nation and he, he, he was sad, but the Lord kept giving him messages to, to, to proclaim and, and quite boldly he, he would take a pitcher and, and, and thrust it on the ground and say, the Lord's going to break you like this pitcher's just been shattered. And, uh, great, great soul, uh, big messages that the Lord would lay upon him. And, and you know what happened to him? He got beaten. Then he got abducted. He got drugged away. He got abused. He got taken captive. But he kept preaching. Why? Because he would not hold his peace. What about, what about the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 18? I love this because the Lord speaks to the, the Apostle Paul himself in Acts chapter 18 verse 9. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. It's interesting, when you, when you read about the life of the Apostle Paul, the Lord had called him to Jerusalem, and he knew that he needed to go to Jerusalem. But guess who tried to stop his mouth? Guess who tried to tell him not to go to Jerusalem? It was the Christians. May, the, may we never hinder somebody from going where the Lord has called them to speak the Gospel of Jesus Christ. As a mother and as a father... May we never hinder a child who's been called to follow the Lord to a, an obscure place to proclaim the gospel message. May we not hold our peace this evening. I have set watchmen upon the walls of Jerusalem which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. Oh, would that describe us? Oh, would that describe Oxford Baptist Church? That people would look at us and say, man, that church just doesn't know how to shut their yapper. They just keep speaking about God. They just keep speaking about Christ. They, they seem to be people who, who are consumed with this. It seems to be some sort of strange addiction that they have that they want to talk about the Lord. Oh, would that describe me? Oh, would that be a definition, a character trait of Seth Iser? and of Oxford Baptist Church that we would not hold our peace. Proclaiming the truth. But notice this. Not only is there passion to proclaim the words of God to mankind, but notice secondly, what else they're passionate about. And this I think and I fear is probably where I fail all the more. Verse number 7, and give Him no rest. That's interesting. So it shifts there. Making mention of the Lord at the end of verse 6. Keep not silence and give Him, give the Lord no rest till He establish, until He make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Can I tell you the, the second thing that we ought to be passionate about as Christians is prayer. And in that there is a, there is a recognition in verse number 7. There is a recognition that we can do nothing without God. That we would say, God, I know that I can't establish Thy work. I can't get this, this work of, of, of Yours going. I, I, can't, 
I can't exalt this. I can't save people's lives. I can't change people. I can't change this nation. But Lord, You can. And so I'm going to not hold my peace publicly, but privately in prayer, I will not hold my peace neither. I will pray and seek the Lord's face. I will give Him no rest. Now we know the Lord doesn't need rest. This is a uh, giving the Lord some sort of uh, understanding to help us understand how we ought to pray. How we ought to pray without ceasing as the Scriptures say. How we ought to seek the Lord early. How we ought to, to, to seek Him morning and in the afternoon and in the evening. We ought to pray until the Lord does a work. I wonder, are you a praying person? Do you pray like you ought to? I know, I know we, we all need to pray more. We all need to pray more. But there are some of us who need to just learn to start praying. You say, you know what? I am so concerned about our nation. I am so concerned about our world. I'm, I'm so concerned about my loved ones. I'm so concerned about what is happening that I, I, I've got to pray. And I've got to pray to the Lord. And, and if, if, if He doesn't rest, then that means that I might not get that much rest either. This was the, what the, the Lord Jesus Christ said to the disciples in the garden. What, could you not watch with me one more hour? I wonder how many of us have fallen asleep in our prayer. You, and, and you get down on your knees, maybe early in the morning, maybe late at night, and very soon you find yourself not praying, but sleeping. I wonder, have you ever been there? Scriptures say, though, that we are to give Him no rest. We are to give Him no rest. We are to pray until He establishes, until He makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. You know what? We need God to work. I think one of my favorite quotes is, pray or or work like it all depends on you and pray like it all depends on God. Work like it all depends on you and pray like it all depends on God. Can I tell you, it does all depend on God. It does all depend on Him. And so we ought to pray and give Him no rest. This ought to be the passion of the watchman. This ought to be the passion and and the drive and the consuming factor in your life and in mine. We ought to be consumed with knowing God and making Him known. You've heard it. It, it. It's been said so many different ways. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. This, this is it. This is, this is the Christian life. This is what you and I ought to be and what we ought to do and how our life ought to be ordered. We ought to be watchmen. We ought to stand in the place that the Lord has given us and proclaim, thus saith the Lord. And we ought to stay in our place and get on our knees before God and say, God, help us. Give me the strength. Because I realize that I I wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not a battle that I'm going to win by myself. And so I wonder tonight, what about you? Where are the watchmen? What about your position? What about your post? The place where God has put you. Maybe, maybe, maybe tonight it's the position of a husband. 
or the, or the, or the post of a wife. Maybe it's a, a position as a mother or a father or a grandmother or a grandfather. I wonder, will you watch in that position? Maybe it's, it's the place of, of a builder or maybe it's the place of a, of a, of a, of a gardener. Maybe it's the place of a, of a man who works in the military. I don't know where God has put you, but I wonder, will you stand and will you watch? Where are the watchmen? The scriptures say, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence and give Him no rest till He establish, until He make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. I wonder, will we step up to the plate tonight? Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that Thou hast given us a position, Lord, but we do beg for forgiveness for not standing there as we are. I myself know that I stand in fault. And I ask that Thou wouldst help us, give us the strength, give us the passion and the zeal. Give us the will to stand where Thou set us and to watch and to warn and to war for Thee. Lord, please use us. Please use this church. Lord, there's there's no doubt in, in my mind and, and in our minds that Thou hast brought us here. Thou hast brought us together as a church, as a, as a called out assembly, Lord, for, for Thy purpose and for Thy mission in this area, in this city, and no doubt in this nation and in this continent, Lord. And we feel the weight of responsibility even now, Lord, to, to, to fulfill the role that Thou hast given us. Lord, please use us. Please use us, Lord. May we not waste our lives. May we not fall asleep May we not go down to the break room at this time, Lord, when time in history seems to be darker than ever, Lord. Teach us. Teach us to be fishers of men. Teach us to pray. Teach us to be the men and women we ought to be, Lord. Let us know Thee. Let us see Thy face. Let us draw near to God. We trust Thee with these things, Lord, and we pray them In the name of Thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ.